Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the European Hoops podcast. My name is Andre and I'm your host and with me I have the pleasure to have one of our EuroLeague experts, Tiago Cordeiro, on today's episode and as we promised you before the break, we will be bringing you a recap of what happened on the previous round so we get you up to speed with the EuroLeague and also a preview of what to expect from the, the following round of the EuroLeague. We are only eight rounds away from the end of the EuroLeague regular season. A reminder that this year the EuroLeague format is slightly different. We will have the play-ins. That means that teams between seven and ten places in the end of the regular season We'll be playing against each other for the last two spots of access to the playoffs of the EuroLeague. As we, we bring you this preview and recap of the EuroLeague action, we will be going on today's episode over the four games that will take place on the first day of this round 27. And we also will be recapping how did those eight teams that will be playing those four games performed on the previous round, on the round 26 of the, the EuroLeague. Before we get into it, uh, let me just uh, do some housekeeping here and remind you that during the break we brought you many special episodes. On the special episodes you have an update on our power rankings and how we see each of the 18 EuroLeague teams performing the rest of the season, also taking into account their performance so far and what we expect from them. Uh, tune into that, it's a two-part episode and it's worth it because we go in-depth into each of the 18 EuroLeague teams. Then we also have our EuroLeague of stars it's already a tradition here of the european hoops podcast find out which 30 players would make our teams also who would be our coaches and we added a special selection to be able to shout out as many players as possible but mostly we want to give you a preview of how the group of players that would be in play for a potential EuroLeague all-star game and always when the NBA all-star game happens there is always talk about it and it certainly would be interesting being EuroLeague a more competition driven during the regular season than the NBA is it will be interesting to see how that will translate into uh, all-star game and that's what we try to preview on our special episode so if you missed those episodes go back listen to them and we also have a very special interview with Andrea Bless she is one of the sharpest journalists covering the the EuroLeague and we go in depth especially in Spanish teams in German teams the EuroLeague as a whole and uh, much more and even we talk about the Spanish national team and the Spanish program it uh, will be worth it to go back and listen to it and we even talk about Ricky Rubio and him joining Barcelona how that can impact a Barcelona team that has been performing very well they currently rank second in the standings and go back listen to all the special episodes that we brought you during the break if you also took a EuroLeague break yourself during these two weeks go back listen to them but uh, let's waste no more time with our housekeeping and our introduction and let's go into the four games that will take place on this uh, First day of the round 27 and also see how those teams perform on the previous round and how they rank on the standings. I will switch things, things around a little bit today and first we will have uh, Cordeiro giving his pick and uh, then uh, I will take a look into how the game should look like and also how did these teams perform on the previous rounds. First game is Alba against Maccabi. Cordeiro, who do you expect to come out of this game as the winner? Oh, it feels good to be back. Um, on this game, I'm leaning on Maccabi's side, even though that both teams aren't in good momentum because they lost three in a row. But Maccabi is the better team, clearly. Uh, even though that they're the worst defense in this game, they're suffering almost 89 points. Uh, and on Alba's side, it's 85. But uh, Maccabi is the better team and they will, uh, like, they will want to, to control the pace of the game. 
Lorenz, who might be the the more the most important player in this game because he needs to slow down a little bit their offense because uh, otherwise Alba will like to 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 run a lot and to shoot a lot. So they need to to slow down a little bit. So I believe that Maccabi will control the pace of the game and I believe that they will do a pretty decent job on the defensive side. Uh, so for these reasons, I believe that Maccabi will win, even though I believe that this will be a tough game. For it to be a tough game, we will need to see Alba being able to perform offensively better than they usually are able to do it. We know that they are best and on their good games, they are able to to be a team that play at a very high pace, but that will play into the hands of Maccabi. This is a tough matchup for uh, for Alba specifically. Like you mentioned, both of this, these teams come into this game from three losses in a row. One of them is in 10th place, wanting to hold into the playing spots, dreaming about climbing all the way into the playoff spots. And the team is Maccabi. The, this is a team to for whom this game is the most important. Maccabi has a record of 13 wins and 13 losses, and Maccabi needs to go into Berlin and to conquer this win. They won't want to trail uh, behind the, the playing positions and more than that, they won't want to allow teams like Partizan to catch them, Milano to cut the, the distance that uh, they have from them and uh, a team like Efes, for example, to still dream with being able to reach these uh, this playing positions. Extremely important game for Maccabi that we know they match up very well against this Alba team. The last time these two teams met, back in 30th of November, Maccabi won 102 to 81. What happens in a game between these two teams is that while Alba will try to what score if they have a chance and to just play a good brand of basketball, look for the other opportunities, try to make the most of the game, try to make it an open game and with that try to have a chance to stay on the game. That's how Maccabi controls their games. They are a powerful offensive team and they are a team that struggles defensively. So Alba will be able to score at a better clip than what they usually do, but uh, I do expect Maccabi to, to, to be able to score at will, to eventually be able to end up this game with a high uh, scoring mark and with that be able to conquer this victory that certainly is very important for them. For these two teams, and we know that they lost their previous three, so they obviously lost their games on the previous rounds. For Maccabi, they had a tough road loss against Efes. This was a game that was played in Riga, and this was a game in neutral court, but despite that, Efes conquered the win 105-91. to While Alba, in their game against Barcelona, also a road game, they lost on the road 93-77. to Looking at the game between Efes and Maccabi, the game in MVP was Shane Larkin, while the top performer for uh, Maccabi was Wade Baldwin. On this game, Shane Larkin ended the game with 22 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists and 1 steal, and uh, Rodrigue Babois had 20 points and was another important piece to, to this FS victory, and Babois was able to have this um, 20 points and the best plus-minus of the team, with plus 17 in only uh, 15 minutes of action. He was very uh, impactful in the, the time that he was on the court. Baldwin, on the other hand ended the game with uh, 26 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists and uh, a plus-minus of minus 11. Despite the good individual statistical performance, he wasn't able to, to turn things around and to, to lead this Maccabi team to a victory against Efes. We know that Lorenzo missing this game, it's always a tough uh, loss to, to overcome for the Israeli team. And uh, On this game they weren't able to do it and Efes was able to conquer this important win that allows them to keep uh, dreaming with the uh, with the play-ins and to, to try to be in the play in the postseason of the year league, but that certainly won't be an easy task for them. 
for Alba, they lost on the road against Barcelona, 93-77. Barcelona was dominant, and uh, Willy Hernan Gomez was the game MVP. Hernan Gomez ended the game with 18 points, 6 rebounds, uh, 1 steal and 1 block shot for a plus-minus of plus 15, and he was one of the dominant pieces in the game that Barcelona was able to, to dominate throughout. They were leading heading to the fourth quarter, 80-51. to They really got their mind out of the game and in the fourth quarter Alba was able to, to have an impressive 26-13 to 13, uh, win in the fourth quarter but it was way too late and Barcelona already had decided this game heading into the fourth and probably that's why they got disconnected and they allowed Alba to, to have this good scoring fourth quarter. Let's look at the second game that will take place on this round 27 and it's a game between Virtus and Valencia and this is an interesting game about the styles that these teams play and also how impactful this game can be for the aspirations of both of these teams in the standings. Tiago, who do you think will come out of this game as the winner? I believe that the FIBA break was good for Virtus. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I'm, I've been saying that they're running out of gas. So the FIBA break... Uh, was good even though that they played the cup they were eliminated early uh, they didn't play the final um, and uh, they had some players on the national team but I believe that they had the time to rest some players are still with the team so I believe that they they now because the older players didn't win the national team so they like to play with the, with the whole players like Brian Dunson, even Marco Bellinelli, so they had time to rest. So uh, for these reasons, they will be f- they they will have fresh legs, and they're playing at home, which is good because I've been saying like the the past games that the that they played against bigger teams, they played at home and against Valencia, good, a pretty good defensive team. It, it's going to be tough for them, but playing at home with the fans on on their side. Uh, I believe that Virtus will win. This has the potential to be a good game. Valencia is a feisty team. They are currently in 9th place with 13 wins and 13 losses. Virtus is currently in 5th with 16 wins and 10 losses. These are two teams that are in very different situations. They are both having good performances. From uh, our point of view, they are maybe even both overperforming so far in the, the EuroLeague uh, to all the expectations that we had them in the preseason. Virtus has been playing some of the best basketball in Europe and Valencia has been playing a very consistent brand of basketball. It's funny to look at the numbers sometimes and if you look at the plus-minus of these two teams, the plus-minus of Virtus for the season is minus 18 in Valencia, uh, plus-minus for the season is plus 13. This means two things, that's a uh, they perform at a similar level and that Virtus has been somewhat overperforming their level of play while uh, Valencia is a team that uh, has been having that consistency. For Valencia, this is a very important game. Just like uh, we spoke with Maccabi, they won't want to trail behind this plain uh, fight that they are in. Falling and being leapfrogged by a team like Partizan, it can mean not being able to come back and to return to these positions. Milan is right there. We can expect Milan to try to go on a strong run and try to climb all the way into the play-ins. So every single win matters. But for Virtus, this is as important, if not even more important. Virtus is a team that uh, at home has a record of 11 wins and 2 losses. On the road, they have a record of 5 wins and 8 losses. They would want to have home court advantage. But more than that, they want to secure the top 6. 
they want to be in the playoffs once the regular season ends and that's not an easy fight with Olympiacos one win behind them with Fenerbahce one win behind them both teams wanting to climb to the, to be on that top six Olympiacos is now sixth Fenerbahce is now seventh and Virtus will have to fight to stay ahead of those teams while having a hard schedule and winning at home and being able to beat Valencia playing at home is something that they will need to do if they want to, to be able to secure this top six and to continue to dream with uh, a place in the playoffs. On the previous round, uh, Virtus lost at home by three points against Monaco. And this is one of the th those tough losses for a team that wants to, to be ahead of Monaco once they, they reach the end of the regular season and wants to have that uh, home court advantage. Valencia, on the, the other hand, they, they lost at home as well and by a wide margin against Olympiacos, 65 against to the 78. So both of the teams want to bounce back. Both of the teams need to, to bounce back. And that's not won't be an easy task for any of them. In the game between Virtus and Monaco, it's no surprise that the, the game MVP was Mike James. And the top performer for uh, Virtus was uh, Jordan Mickey. He ended the game with 10 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists and 3 block shots. And uh, the top scorer was Marco Bellinelli with uh, 21 points, including shooting 5 out of 9 from behind the arc for uh, Monaco. We had Mike James as the game MVP with 21 point six rebounds one assist two steals and a per of 21 and we know how important how this other player is when he's available he's the piece that connects everything that monaco does and jordan lloyd was the top scorer on this game against virtus and was a crucial piece for this victory of monaco against virtus he ended the game with 24 points three rebounds and once again showed that he is one of the players that is able to impact the game for monaco at a very very high level and we expect to see him uh, just growing and just keep improving physically and to be at his best once the the postseason arrives and uh, that's where Monaco will want to have all the players clicking together and they will want to get there with a, a top four position and home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs that certainly will be important to them for them to be able to be in the final four once again and to aspire to fight for their first EuroLeague uh, title for Virtus, this is a very important game against Valencia. There are two teams that play somewhat different uh, styles, but uh, they, it will be a hard-fought game from side to side. It, uh, it's a Virtus team that have several several veterans, as uh, Tiago had just mentioned, and um, it's a Valencia team that plays a hard-fought style of game, and uh, they will be wanting to go to Bologna and to be able to conquer this uh, victory against Virtus that can be very important for these aspirations that each of these teams have for the rest of the regular season. Making this a very important game and a game that uh, I will be certainly turning in for because it, it will be worth it to watch. Next game on the docket, it's a high level one. It's a game between two teams that are fighting. They are just outside the planes and uh, one of them must be trailing more than the other. Partizan is just one win behind the plane positions. It's a game between Partizan and uh, uh, FS. Tiago, who do you expect to win this uh, matchup? Great game for sure, one of the best in this round. And I believe that will be a high-scoring game. Uh, and not just for the offense, because uh, even though that both teams are, are good on the offensive side, but they're struggling a lot on the defensive side. And for these reasons, I believe that will be a high-scoring game. Uh, and I'm leaning on FS side on this one, because uh, I already said this on the Power Rankings uh, episode, that... These partisan centers aren't 
uh, known by uh, being good defensively on our edges or I can, and on covering the pick and roll defense because Frank Kaminsky is a slower uh, center and Bruno Caboclo, even though that he is able to do that, uh, is not that good and not that fast uh, covering the the hard edge on a pick and roll defense and we know that Shane Larkin wants to attack that and will drive on 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 that uh, on that coverage because uh, whenever he, he he passes the the pick and roll he might want to shoot because you'll have you will be open if you don't do the hard edge or he might drive and then kick it out for guys like Elijah Bryant guys that are known by by being good three-point shooters so uh, I believe that FS will have a lot of advantage here and they will want to attack that. And on the other side, uh, Will Clyburn uh, might be the key to the game too because I don't see them being able to put a guy on him and for him to be able to defend Will Clyburn the whole game or to be in front of him because they might put Zach Lebey and Smilagic. And uh, we know that on the post, he, he, will, he won't have a, a mismatch to attack. But if he, if he fronts them, uh, it, might, it might be tough for those guys. Or if you put Perry Dozier on him, uh, PJ Dozier, uh, he, he will want to go to the post. So he, they, he, Will Carbon will have a lot of options to, to attack and to see where he, can, where he can score and where he can help the team. So this will be a fun game for sure. Fun game indeed. And for me, this might come down to the team that is able to step up defensively and have a better defensive performance. Or we might be watching a shutout on this game and see which of the teams will be able to outscore the other one. There are many interesting mismatches and matchups heading into this game. Playing at home, I think that Partizan needs to have a slight edge. We know how good they are playing at home and how important their home crowd is for this Partizan team. And with them being just outside the, the play-ins, this is a do-or-die game. Like, of course, they can lose this game and still make it into the into the play-ins. But we spoke about this, and especially when we were doing our pre, uh, poll rankings in the preseason. We spoke about how hard it is to trail in the EuroLeague and then make ground and recover uh, when you are trailing considerably in the standings. And that's the case for the, both of these teams. For Partizan, they are one win behind playing pot right now. And uh, they are one win ahead of a team like Milano that we expect to try uh, to rise the rest of the season. FS is tied with Milano and two wins below the, the playing spot. So the teams need to win each game. They, they need to keep adding victories. They need to find their way into this uh, top 10 of the EuroLeague. Because while they are one win behind, or while Partizan is one win behind and FS is two wins behind the 10th and 9th places in the standings, they are already three and four wins uh, below the, the seventh place in the standings. So the margins and the spots that they can aspire to get to, they are not that many. And there are teams like Pascone, Valencia, Maccabi that currently are ahead of them. Milano that I have just mentioned a few times. Jalgiris that is always a competitive team. These teams will want to continue to fight. So the, the margins are, are thin. And uh, for this game and for these two teams, they really will want to fight for this victory between direct opponents for this uh, playing spots that it seems aspire to be at. Partizan has a home record of 9 wins and 3 losses. FS has a road record of 2 wins and 11 losses. And I think this is where the edge of Partizan is for, for this matchup. In a game that we can be in for a high-scoring game, in a game that if one of the teams is able to figure out uh, how to uh, how to attack this game defensively and uh, how to prepare 
fire for this game defensively to, to slow down the firepower of the their opponent on this matchup will be one of these two the factors will be key for them to to be able to conquer this uh, this victory for partisan and for fs on the the previous rounds they had different fights fs was able to conquer a win while uh, uh, partisan lost their previous matchup for fs they were able to to beat maccabi 105 to 91 the game that was played in riga and we had already recapped on this uh, on this episode and uh, for partisan they lost by one point at home against bayern this is a tough loss for a team that as we just talked is trying to fight for these playing positions they lost 78 to 79 in a game where the game mvp was Sufian francisco he he ended this uh, matchup and he ended this game with 20 points two rebounds three assists and a per of 25 and a plus minus of plus seven and um, for the for partisan the top performer was frank kaminski that ended the game with 14.7 rebounds three assists but his performance wasn't enough to lead the home team to victory and they certainly will want and this is one more reason for them to want to bounce back against uh, this fs team and in this matchup against uh, fs the last time these two teams met it was back in 24 of november and at home it was a high scoring matchup and i just mentioned how that can be one of the possible outcomes if not one somewhat likely outcome for this matchup is that fs won and that matchup of 24 of november 100 to 94 this time around certainly playing at home partisan has all the reasons to want to bounce back it comes down to performance we know that obradovich teams can grow to the season we saw it last season and we saw exactly with partisan last season how they grow in the later stages of the season had been has been a somewhat shaky season so far but this would be a perfect moment after a break for Partizan to come into this game prepared and ready to just step up and to perform at a higher level. Let's see if they are able to do that. And with this, we reach the last game that we will be reviewing on this uh, episode. And it's a game between Real Madrid and Paratinaikos. And on the, our power rankings, you guys heard how high we are on both of these two teams. And maybe they are the top two contenders in this moment to win the early. Certainly Barcelona Monaco will have a word to say about this and other teams like Fenerbahce certainly will be in the mix as well and I have mentioned a few times watch out for Partizan I believe in this team and Milan as well have maybe a starting five that will be in contention to be one of the best in the competition if they are able to put things together even if those teams are in a harder situation in terms of the standings so Tiago this is a high level game this is are the games that players want to step up for what do you expect to win Real Madrid or Paratinaikos another huge game and I believe that this will be the, the best game uh, of this round and it might be a final, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, on, on, on this game, I believe that Real Madrid will win uh, even though that Partinaikis is playing great and is playing a great defense. We've been saying this, uh, they're upgrading their defense and they have guys that can, that can defend uh, Facundo Campazzo, for example, like Jerry and Grant can defend full court. And even the forwards of both teams, it's a, it's a pretty good matchup. But the key for this game, and um, it's been it's been this the the whole the whole time, is Walter Tavares against Matias Lasort. It's a huge mismatch, and we know that Lasort, uh, being a, a underside center, it's always tough for him. So Walter Tavares will have a, a, a good game for him and I believe that this this will be the key of the game because Matias Lozart always struggles against Walter Tavares so uh, for these reasons I'm picking Real Madrid 
Game of the Round, and we might very well be about to watch a preview of a potential EuroLeague final. So everyone will want to tune in for this game. This will be a game that I expect to be highly competitive, and it will be a good test for Paratinaikos to see how close they are from Real Madrid, or what do they need to improve to close that gap that uh, they might have to the, the team from Madrid. Real Madrid at home hasn't lost. They are 13-0 at home, and they certainly will want to keep their perfect home record as they head to the end of this uh, regular season. Paratinaikos on the road they are currently five and seven and they are they have been a better home team than a road team. They don't have a positive record on the road and this would be certainly a, a very important win for for a Paratinaikos team that wants to lock the home court advantage as soon as possible and wants to be able to be on the fight for that once the the regular season ends. But that won't be easy. Real Madrid it comes from a from a loss on the previous round and they will want to, to bounce back on the, this matchup against the third place and once again make a statement of how strong and how dominant they are and they have been throughout this uh, EuroLeague season. In the previous round Real Madrid lost against Milano and I mentioned Milano a few times during this episode as a team that will want to be climbing the standings and it's a team that can make some noise the, the rest of the this uh, regular season of the EuroLeague. Paratinaikos on the other hand they won at home against Fenerbahce very important win 74 to 63 for Paratinaikos on this game, the game MVP was Matias Lasort. He has been playing at a, a very good level. Lasort ended this game with 23 points, three rebounds, one assist, and one block shot. While uh, for uh, for Fenerbahce on this matchup, Motley was the, the the top performer with 16 points, five rebounds, three assists, and also one block shot. But that wasn't enough for Fenerbahce on this matchup. And after a good start for Fenerbahce on this game, they were winning after the first quarter, 21 to 13. It was uh, dominant uh, last 30 minutes by Paratinaikos that allowed them to to conquer this victory. And again, a very important victory for them and for their aspirations to have home court advantage that uh, Fenerbahce is also trying to be on that mix and on that fight. So these wins against direct opponents are always very important. On the game between Milano and Real Madrid, the victory was for the team from Milano, 81-76. to A very important victory for they to keep their aspirations to reach the play-in and uh, one of the few defeats from Real Madrid during this uh, season. Milano came into the game uh, playing better. They were winning by 19, heading into halftime, 48 to 29. Real Madrid came better into the second half, but it wasn't enough to recover. They ended up losing the game by five points. The game MVP was Nikola Mirotic, despite Shields being the top scorer for the home team. Mirotic and Shields, they end up being kind of co-MVPs of this game. They performed at a very good level. Shields had 27 points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a PER of 29. And Mirotic also had a PER of 29, but a plus-minus of plus nine, uh, while Shields had a plus-minus of minus seven. For Mirotic, on this game, he had 20 three points, five rebounds, two steals and uh, he ended this game as one of the top performance and this combo of Shields and Mirotic can be truly dominant and we know that uh, with team adding players like Magruder, players like Napier uh, having players like Nicola Miley, this is a team that uh, can perform at a very, very high level and can be seen as a team that can be in contention, but they have a lot of ground to gain. And with them being currently in 12th place, they have a lot to climb with only eight matchups left. It won't be easy, but they certainly will attempt to do that. But the focus now is on this game between Real Madrid and Paratinaikos. And this we can expect it to be a high level game with Real Madrid wanting to bounce back from this result on the previous round. And, uh, 
with these two teams wanting to make statements of their candidacy to, to win the, the EuroLeague title on the, this season. This takes us to the end of this European Hoops podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any new episodes, including our tomorrow's episode with our preview of the second day of the round 27. Go back, listen to our poll rankings, our EuroLeague All-Star games, and also our, our interview with Andrea Blaise. You won't want to miss that. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon.